0: Welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. There is a lot going on in our world right now. A lot. And as much as I personally would like to fix everything overnight, that's not going to happen. And so I'm doing my best as always to mix things up because this topic of how to do relationships well how to find relationships, how to stay in relationships, how to leave relationships. Sometimes, let's be honest, it can be kind of heavy, or if not heavy, at least serious. So today I wanna take a step towards a a topic that's actually quite useful, quite important, and also on the lighter side of things. I wanna talk about sexting. I want to talk about sexting in terms of how to sext, how to sext well, what not to do, what to do, why you might want to do it. And, uh, and we'll talk about sexting also from the perspective of uh, where you might be on the spectrum of how well you know your partner. So we'll talk about what it's like to use sexting as a tool for connection and fostering desire in uh, your main relationship if you if you have a a primary partnership Um, and then we'll contrast that with what it's like to do that with someone that you've never met or maybe you've had some uh, some tinder interaction or you know online dating interaction i don't want to necessarily promote just one thing so uh, tinder bumble hinge uh ok cupid Plenty of fish, whatever the hell it is, right? Whatever it is, if you're meeting people there and if you are being responsible about whether or not you are keeping a distance from them right now, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic then you might consider sexting as a way to boost your intimacy and to have a little fun with someone that you're meeting. But it's very different when you sext with someone that you don't know in person or whom you barely know, or um, especially if you don't actually have a sexual history with that person. So we're gonna get into the uh, ins and outs of sexting And uh, hopefully have some fun while we do it, Um, because I think when done right, sexting can be pretty amazing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the word sexting, I'm talking about communicating via instant message or texting about sexual things and not just about sexual things, but actually taking your partner and yourself on a, a sexual journey, on a fun journey, on a connecting journey, on an intimate journey, it can be intimate, and uh, all over some texting or instant messaging medium. So uh, that is what sexting is, at least the way that I'm defining it right now. And before we dive in, I just want to remind you that uh, Relationship Alive is an offering for you so that you can have the best relationships possible. And I can't do it alone. In fact, I really can't do it alone. Over the coming weeks and months, I'm going to be probably putting out a call for some assistance um, because for a long time, this has been pretty much a solo show, although I've had amazing help from uh, my editor, Christy, and uh, some various assistants along the way. Um, It's time to really have a team who's helping carry on the mission. Right now, uh, one of the most important people on the team is you being there listening, putting this stuff into practice, talking to people about Relationship Alive, uh, turning other people on to the show, um, and if you're able, supporting us through a contribution. You can choose any amount that feels right to you because every little bit counts. So if you're finding the show to be helpful, just visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week the team members I would like to thank are Joseph, Ruthanna, Holly, Mark, Ruth, Jenny, Marie, Timothy, David, Angie, Sylvia, Drew, Lydia, Anne, and Valerie. Thank you all so much for your generous and in many cases ongoing support of the Relationship Alive podcast. Oh, and... I don't want to forget that it's been it's been a little bit, Mark, since your donation came through, but I wanted to mention that Mark's donation was made in honor of Annie. You can do that too when you contribute to the show. Just tell me who you'd like to thank, who's important or special in your life, who has been, is currently, or will be, and I'm happy to thank them as well here on Relationship Alive. So uh, before we get into the topic, just a reminder that uh, we do have a free group on Facebook. If you're still on Facebook, I'm not sure, honestly, how much longer I'm going to be there. But if you are there, um, we have a Relationship Alive community where we have more than 4,000 people who are listeners of the show gathered to create a safe space to talk about relationship stuff. So come join us there. It is a closed group, so um, the only people who see what you post are the people who are in the group. And uh, generally, it's a really supportive community and the times occasionally when people need a redo, they're generally pretty good about asking for that and uh, giving positive, uh, supportive, constructive feedback. Um, so that you can work on your skills at supporting other people as well. So that's the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. If you have a question for me on the show, just email it to questions at relationshipalive.com. You can record yourself asking the question or you can just email the question to me. I was thinking the other day about how it might be fun to actually have people interview me for the show. So that's something I'd consider too. If you want to interview me around a particular topic for Relationship Alive, let's do that experiment. That will be fun. So uh, just again, questions at relationshipalive.com. And lastly, if you are looking for ways to improve your communication, we're going to be talking about one particular aspect of communication today, but in general, if you are looking for ways to communicate about things that are intimate or challenging and to stay connected to your partner while you do, then please download my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets these are special strategies for communicating in relationship um, that are a little different than your conventional wisdom around how to communicate well and by putting them into practice you can stay connected no matter how challenging the topic that you are talking about and uh you have a pretty good chance anyway i mean you, nothing is 100 percent certain right you never know you can do your best and the other person might not be doing their best or they might still be doing their best and it might still go poorly. But to get a really good chance of it going well, start with my free communication guide. To get that, just visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Okay, Uh, let's get on with the show and talk about... Sexting, dun dun dun. Sexting. When it's done right, it can be super hot, super fun, and super connecting. And when it's done not so right, then it can be really horrible and go poorly, and uh, and really be disconnecting or alienating even. So, let's talk about. Sexting and, and some of the principles, because I'm not going to, the way that it unfolds and the way that it needs to unfold for you or for the person with whom you are sexting, that's going to be different based on every person. In fact, one of the things that I love most about sexting is that when it's done well, it's generally because it's following the rules of good improvisation. Now, we've had a couple episodes on the show where we've talked about improvisation and how to do that well. And so I want to give you those episode numbers so that you can uh, listen to them at your leisure. The first is episode number 17, which was called Stop Worrying, Start Playing. And that was with Patty Stiles, who's one of the world's foremost improv teachers. She's based out of Australia And that was a super fun conversation. And then we had another conversation later um, with Kathy Salet. That was episode number 78, How to Have More Fun in Your Relationship. Um, If you're not sure how to locate episodes based on number, I mean, you can scroll through your podcast app that you use on your, if you're using a smartphone or something like that. Or you can just go to neilsatin.com, which is the Relationship Alive website. And there's a little search um, magnifying glass up at the top, and you can just go and in that magnifying glass, you can type in the episode number, and uh, it will pull up the episode for you. I'm going to do that right now just to prove that it works. Um, I just typed in 78, and it brought up episode 178, episode 78, and then some random episodes. So don't know what to tell you there, but um, but it started with the right episodes. Okay, great. So. Um, so, yeah, when you, the good sexting follows the rules of good um, improvisation. And basically, what that means is first, creating space for the other person to respond to you. And second, to be really paying close attention to how they are responding to you and looking for ways to amplify what they do or say or add to it. And there's some responsibility that we have um, as communicators in general to be listening well, to be responding to what is actually being offered rather than off on our own tangent. And, um, And also there's a responsibility for us to participate like in good faith. So one of the first things about sexing that is important to establish With a person is whether or not they want to sext. Now, some people just don't. Um, For some people, that can be a super edgy thing or it can bring up, you know, bad memories about some bad experience. So it's not like everyone necessarily right off the bat wants to be a sexting partner. Um, So It might be helpful to have a conversation. Again, download that free uh, relationship communication guide. It might be good to have a conversation about sexting so that you know where the person who you're talking to stands, Um, whether that person is your close, intimate partner that you've been with for 10 or 20 years, or whether that person is someone who's totally new to you. And questions you might ask um, are things like, can we talk about a topic that might be a little edgy or a little risky? And hopefully they'll say yes. And then you might say, I've been wondering if we can talk about sexting and what that would be like. Or I'm curious to know if you would ever be interested in having like sexy texting time with me, right? There are a couple ways. Now, you can think of something that feels good for you or that feels right or that feels right with knowing your partner. But I think it's helpful to, one, get their agreement to even have a conversation with you about something edgy so they know what's coming. And then the second thing is um, to make it explicit that what you're talking about is being explicit to some degree via texting. Now, as you talk about it, if you have a conversation about it, then you'll be able to gauge how well you or your partner, um, how much you actually want to get explicit. And there are ways to sext that actually don't involve a single naughty word. Sometimes using the naughty words can be fun, other times, You don't have to go there. And there's an important reason for that that I will tell you about in just a minute. But it's good to get a sense of whether or not someone is into that. So one way is the direct way, which I just gave you. Now, a second way to explore whether or not someone might be into that would be to actually start something with them to start a chain of potential sexting Um, but you got to start off really lightly so and i mean it could be something like what are you wearing right now i mean something like that especially once you have um the precedent with someone of doing this sort of thing then you might have it might be very easy for you to just say something like that and suddenly there you are um, getting each other in the mood um, but if you're not sure about an, another person in their willingness and you're not sure you even want to be asked them directly for whatever reason although i gotta say being direct is far and above the best way to go about it then you can do a little foray into something that leaves the door open for things to be sexy, but isn't ne- necessarily sexy in and of itself. And I'll give you an example of that in just a moment. So um, actually, I'll give that example to you now, because I wasn't even sure. I- I've had something I was gonna say, but now I'm gonna give you the example. So something like that might be, um, oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I'll say it next. You might text something like, I was thinking of you a moment ago, dot, dot, dot. And that's it. Now, remember, the whole idea of sexy texting is that you are in a conversation with the other person. So if I text you something like, I was thinking about you just a moment ago and I was imagining your beautiful eyes and your curves and I was thinking about unzipping your dress and, you know, if you just go off like that, I mean, you don't know what's going on with the other person. They might be, um, you know, in the middle of a business meeting or um, they might be, you know, changing a child's diaper. Who the hell knows, right? It could be something that is absolutely not sexy and it might not be the right time for them. So if you just kind of launch off onto your sexy talk at the wrong time, then it could be funny and it could very well have the opposite effect of what you would be intending, which would I hope be to have a hot, fun, connecting time with this other person so you want to engage them something simple i was just thinking of you dot 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 and then you wait and sometimes as one of my favorite musicians tom petty used to say the waiting is the hardest part and uh but you got to be patient because what comes after a text like that is so important you might get a response like oh, yeah, with a question mark, which is an invitation for you to say something more. Or you might just get a, oh, that's cool. What were you thinking about? Or you might get a, awesome, babe, see you later. Like, Or you might get a, a non-response that shows you that the other person isn't really there. They're not really ready to play with you. So and in a, a response like, oh, yeah, that could be an invitation. That could be a hmm, what's going to happen here? I might I might be willing to play. Or it might just be, a, just, I'm curious, like, you're thinking about me? Like, how come? And so even then, you don't want to launch right into something. In fact, you don't ever want to launch right into something. And here is why. Because the most important thing that happens in sexting, and this actually might be true in any form of communication. I should really think this through, but definitely in sexting, the most important thing is not what you say. The important thing is what is happening in your imagination or in your partner's imagination. So this is truly one of those times where saying, Less could be more. Because really, what you're both trying to do is to go on a journey together, a journey of fantasy together. Now, this is why sexting can sometimes be problematic when you don't really know the person, like you don't know them. You haven't spent any time with them in person. Um, you've just had some communication with them online or maybe a phone call or something like that, but you've never actually been with them and you've never even been with them sexually. Like So we'll, we'll talk for a minute about the risk of that, um, but right now, just know that so much of what you are trying to do is you're trying to create this shared story that's going to unfold under your fingertips and in between your ears. In other words, in your mind and in in your body, because, um, you know, when you're sexting there, you're going to be able to have a very visceral experience that incorporates most, if not all of your senses and your own kind of erotic energy. So that is the important part of sexting. So knowing exactly the right thing to say or the the perfect combination of words, trust me, that is not as important as saying things that inspire the other person to to get into their bodies, to get into their experience and to get into their imagination about what might be happening. So for instance, if someone, if you respond if you text, um, you know, I was just thinking of you, dot, 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 and the other person responds, oh yeah, then you might say, yeah, I was thinking about your big, broad shoulders, or I was thinking about your deep blue eyes, or, um, you know, if it's someone that you don't even know, like an online dating person, you might refer to a conversation that you've had. I was, yeah, I was thinking about when you were talking about um, blah, blah, whatever it is, and how that made me feel inside. Or um, you could refer to something, I'm thinking about you in that red dress or you in that suit and the way it makes me feel inside. Now, that's a pretty edgy thing, especially if you add the and the way it makes me feel inside part, because you're basically putting it out there. Like, there's something going on. I'm thinking about you. And let's face it, any improv is a risk. And definitely sexting, when you don't know if the other person is quite ready for it or willing or wanting, um, it's a risk to put yourself out there. So you got to be willing to be courageous. And when you say something like that, now the door is open, and now you wait again for to see how the other person is going to respond. If they start asking you questions about how you feel like we're there really with you and they're really curious, then I think most likely the game is on. Um, if they don't respond, or if they respond in kind of a business-like manner, or if they respond in a way that leaves you really questioning over and over again whether they're there with you, then then they're probably not there with you. Because most people, when they're ready for something like that, it's only gonna take a little bit of back and forth before it's super clear what's happening. You gotta take my word for that. And the thing is you don't wanna force anyone into it, right? Like there's, there's nothing quite as unsexy as trying to continually get someone into this sexy journey with you when they're not interested so pay attention to what you're receiving and wait and see how the other person responds they may respond with something really uh forward and and even graphic like um you know, if if you said I was thinking about you with your big, broad shoulders, they might say something like, uh, oh, and that makes me think about wrapping my arms around you and pulling you close, right? Well, it, if someone responds that way, game on. If they say um, something like, yeah, like I used to, they, were, they were, came in really good in rugby, then you really don't know where the person's at. Like they could be joking with you, they could be just being playful um, or they could be not interested. And so you're gonna have to take the conversation a little bit further to find out. So if someone says, yeah, those shoulders came in really handy when I was playing rugby, um, then you might say something like, uh, um, tell me a little bit more about about what the scrum is like. Isn't that what it's called in rugby, the scrum? I don't know, I never played rugby, but tell me more about what that's like being all huddled together, you know? Um, you're, you're staying with, the, with the, what they offer you, which in improv is known as yes and. You're taking what someone gives you and you're saying and something else that goes along with what they gave you. So if someone talks about rugby, you don't want to say like, well, I hate rugby, or you don't want to say like, well, let's get off the rugby field and into the bedroom. There might be a time to say something like that when it's clear that the person is talking about more than rugby, right? If all they really want to tell you about is rugby, then it might be a little out of place to invite them into your imaginary bedroom, um, So you're going to have to take the conversation, the play, the improvisation a little bit further to see where they go. Um, The reason that this can be challenging when you don't know someone very well, and maybe you've had this experience in the past. I've had this experience before where because so much of sexting and really any sort of written correspondence, this is one of the hardest, most challenging things about online dating is um, so much of the interactions that happen are through the written word. And we are different people when we're writing versus when we're talking versus when we are seeing another person versus when we are right there in the flesh with another person. Those are all different modes of communication. And the way that we represent ourselves isn't always the same. And Partly that's because the more removed you are from the direct experience of a person, the more you are creating that experience in your mind of the person. So perhaps you've had that experience of having a a written correspondence with someone that feels passionate and playful and light and sexy and engaging. And then you meet them in person and there's just no chemistry or there's none of that that fire that playfulness or no attraction or no interest or no engagement or whatever it is or it's just like awkward and shy and weird and we can talk we will talk in a moment about what to do when that happens um but just recognize that the risk here when you are sexting with someone that you don't actually know is that you are going to be creating this whole fantasy world that might not fully be in alignment with what your experience is of that person in real life, real time. And that's challenging. Um, when, especially if you've spent like days and days and days, maybe even longer, um, having more of a virtual relationship with a person, um, if you find yourself there in person and it's just not clicking, well, that. That can be a real downer. Um, In fact, maybe some relationships are just meant to be virtual, right? They can be fun and perfect just like that and don't ever have to be more. That could be true. Um, However, I think that it's more common that um, people have this amazing virtual experience. In real life, it won't go so well. And then the, the after virtual experience just never is quite the same. Because so much is in the anticipation. So much is in the story that you have told yourself about the other person, about what they what they are like, what they look like, how they are as lovers. Um, so yeah, it can be challenging. Whereas if you have experience with someone as a, an intimate partner, then you have some of that experience to draw on in terms of... The, the picture that you paint for each other of what's happening and also um, the experience that you're creating for yourself in your head um, as you go through it is going to be aligned with what you naturally create with your partner in real life. Now, sometimes you can just kind of get a little bit into the sexting with someone that you are with in real life as a way of simply stoking the fire of something that could happen in person later. So all of that, I was thinking of you, dot, 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 blah, 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 like that can go into like, um, that can become, I can't wait to see you tonight, or let's make sure we get the kids to bed early, or um, I'm grabbing takeout so that we don't have to worry about cooking dinner, whatever it is, right? Um, And in days like we have now where you might both be sheltering in place in your house, even texting to each other under those circumstances can be fun because, again, it is a different mode of communication and because it allows you to take advantage of the fact that it activates your in your imagination and your partner's imagination. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things about getting out of the routine and into something that's a little bit more intimate or erotic. It's because like we're just, you know, we're in the flow of something that's purely domestic and um and and it can be hard to to change gears. So sending a little text, even when you're in the same house as someone can be a way to tap into a different part of them and their experience um, and to change up the conversation and the vibe a little bit. That is if someone is willing to do this with you. And uh, I'm a big fan. You know, I think it really activates a lot of our imagination and our eroticism and, you know, there are things that we can text to each other that we might not ever say to each other, um. Sometimes that comes through in a negative way. I don't know if you've ever gotten a text from someone where you're like, this person would never say that to me in person, but here they are texting it to me. Um, but here it works to your advantage in a positive way where you can say things that you would never say. And if it doesn't go so well, whatever it is you say, then you can always kind of laugh it off. So getting back to the whole process of getting started on a sex, sexting capade um if it's clear that the other person isn't going there with you, then the best thing to do is to just kind of blow it off with a little joke. And that could be like uh, like where you just let it go and that's fine, or you could be like, sounds like you're really busy right now. And if they say yes, then you might be like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave you alone because clearly my mind was elsewhere. So you're naming it for the other person, which I think is actually a huge mark of integrity where you're not leaving them guessing like, what was that all about? Like, were they trying to sext with me? Was that, what, you know, what was going on with them? So you can actually say, hey, like, um, yeah, I was, my mind was elsewhere, but, and yours isn't, and that's totally fine. That's totally okay. Yeah, you definitely want to let the other person off the hook so that they don't feel bad about it um, because you don't want to create any pressure around this at all, really around anything sexual if you can avoid it. So if someone is a no, then that's okay. You can be like, all right, no worries. I'm just, I was glad to, it's good to talk to you. It's good to text with you a little bit. I just wanted to check in more than anything, right? And if someone is reaching out to you in that way, and you wanna you wanna let them down gently, <laughs> so um, you know if you barely know the person, and it's actually offensive, then you might not want to be so gentle. Gentle, you might be like, "Wow, like you're really going for it, aren't you?" I'm I'm not sure I'm ready for that kind of conversation between us. Simple as that. Um, or if you are more intimate with the other person or you know them well then you might be like i would so want to go there with you but right now really is not the time for me i'm so you know i'm so sorry and i really appreciate that you were willing to put yourself out there like that so you probably heard a lot in there there's me taking responsibility for myself there's me naming what i think is going on with the other person there's me appreciating them There's me even apologizing, you know, no big deal. I'm sorry, you know, like I'm sorry I can't do this with you right now, Um, but I would love to later. Um, Thanks for bringing it up. Can I have a rain check on this conversation, right? Like there are all sorts of ways where you can let someone down gently um, and still honor that they were being courageous and taking a risk this is part of the dual responsibility in relationship we there are any number of ways that this can be illustrated but here's one clear way where we are taking responsibility for just recognizing oh you are taking a risk and i honor that in you or i'm taking a risk and i just wanted you to know that like i'm naming that and these are great opportunities both for shared vulnerability in relationship but also sharing responsibility for the moment really owning your part in any moment that's happening goes such a long way to increasing the generosity that you both experience Um, because when you're taking responsibility for yourself fully then i won't end up feeling taken for granted because I know that you've got you and that you recognize how much work I'm putting in, how much effort, how many risks I'm taking. It's so important, right? Because in the end, it's that spirit of generosity and reciprocity that makes for good sexting, it makes for good relationship uh, makes for good everything. Now, I need to take a quick break before we dive into a little bit more of where you go, like once the sexting starts happening, where you go with that. Um, I want to tell you more about that. But before I do, I just need to mention this week's sponsor. Now, I'm not sure that they can offer you much to help you with your sexting technique. But if you are nervous about sexting or in general, you need some extra support, around the things that are getting in the way of your happiness or achieving your goals, then this sponsor offers a great way that you can do that from the comfort of your own home or from your office or from your car, anywhere really. Uh, And their name is BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can chat via text with your counselor at any time and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without having to go anywhere. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they do offer financial aid if you qualify. They also offer a broad range of expertise so that you can find the person most suited to helping you with your own unique situation. So whether it's needing to muster up some courage or dealing with depression or stress or anxiety, trauma, whatever is up for you, try out BetterHelp to help you move past the places where you're getting stuck. So to start living a happier life today, you can try BetterHelp and, for being a Relationship Alive listener, you can get an extra 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash alive and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash alive. And thank you so much, BetterHelp, for your support of our mission here at Relationship Alive. Now let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of what to do when when you're in the middle, when sexting is on, when it's happening. What do you do? How do you make it? sexy and keep it sexy um now i'm gonna just give you my thoughts on this and my experience so this might be different for you and i'll do my best to cover a few different scenarios so that um you might find yourself fitting into some way of doing this that i uh, that i describe um and amusingly, I just glanced at the clock and I realized that I've been talking for almost 40 minutes about sexting. And who knew I had so much to say about sexting, but there's actually quite a bit to say. And as you can tell, it branches off into so many other aspects of relationship that are so important. I love that about this topic. Every piece of it is, is a fractal that, that opens to a whole different world um, that's related but different so what do you do let's go back to that those conversations about sexting that we talked about at the very top of the episode the conversations might what you might want to get clear on is what kind of language is a turn-on for your partner and for yourself and what kind of language isn't now we may have to get a little explicit here so if you're Children are, for some reason, listening to this episode. This would be a good time to hit pause and to resume later. Okay, I'm assuming you did that. So some people want just delicate language about sex. They don't even want genitals named. In fact, even the word genital, if you're one of those people, it probably just turned you way off right now. They probably just want to talk about things that are, that are a little bit more metaphorical, right? Like um, I'm thinking of, for some reason, a good romance novel, like um, that's making me feel warm um, between my legs, or oh, I'm getting really excited, or I'm feeling all this energy in my body, or or even just saying that you're getting turned on in a, in a gentle way, like saying turned on is is a little bit more gentle. Oh, I'm feeling so turned on right now. Um, It's a lot different than like, man, I wanna fuck your brains out right now, right? Like totally different. They're essentially saying the same thing, but they're saying the same thing in a very different way. And you wanna get a sense of what works for you so that you can communicate that to your partner. And you wanna get a sense of what works for them so that you can communicate to them using the language that is gonna be most powerful and evocative for them. So you might talk about things like, well, what words do you like to use for your various body parts what words are a turn on to you what words are a turn off to you those are really important things to know because when you are texting you are in the realm of words you're in the realm of the words that you say and then you're in the the realm of the thoughts that those words get you to think or get your partner to think so if you're able to have a conversation about it or if you get a sense of where they land just from how you know how you've known them to be um you could be wrong like you could think that someone is um super innocent and vanilla and find out that they're they really love to talk really dirty and say really dirty things like that could be true and you will find out as you as you try this out because usually if that is true for them and they're feeling safe with you then they'll start by taking a risk with words like that and when your partner offers something like that then you get to be a yes and to it and the and can be steering it in a new direction the and can be um just going with it even if you might not necessarily use that word but you know that they like to use that word um it could be like wow you just said that didn't huh you know like where you're where you're actually calling attention to what you're doing in the moment um which can be fun too it, it can keep things playful so if you know if you say to someone like, "Oh, I just want you to," I just want you to put your cock in me, right? Like a, a totally legitimate sexting response might, to that might be like, "Wow, you just went there, didn't you?" With a now you might want to use an emoji there, like a smiley face or a winky face or something like that, just to show that you're not um, being mean; that you're being playful. The goal here is to be playful and fun and to also pay attention to how what you are saying and what is being said to you, how that makes you feel in your body. Now, I'm just going to say it right now that when you are sexting, you have license to touch yourself. Now, if you're at the office, you know, you may need to find, exercise some discretion about that. Um, And you may just, depending on the circumstances, you may just have to be totally in your imagination. But if you have a little bit of privacy, then I give you permission hereby to touch the parts of your body that feel good, to even like take a break for a minute from whatever conversation you're having and just to go into your Fantasy about what is happening and to explore that for yourself, to explore the way it makes you feel, to touch yourself in ways that feel really good, to build the pleasure in you and to build your story about what's happening and what's unfolding in your imagination and your experience. And then once you've done that, you can transmit that to your partner. It's funny, some of the most hot sexting experiences that I've had that have lasted even the longest and I've had some that have gone pretty long some can be like super short Um, but it's funny I'll look back at them and realize that we actually didn't say a whole lot it's like the art in sexting isn't about how much you say or how graphic you get it's Saying just the right things that evoke the pictures, the experiences for your partner, and then creating the space for them to have that experience and to appreciate it in them. So a moment ago when I was talking about those meta moments where you might say like, wow, you just went there, didn't you? Like, I think it is really helpful to the experience to name things like, wow, I am, I am so turned on right now. Or... I wish you were right here next to me right now. Or, oh my God, I can't wait until you're next to me. Or um, if you know how it feels to be actually being sexual with the other person, you might say, oh, I know exactly what that's like. It feels so good. You're, of course, saying all that with your words. Now, As you sext, I think it's good, just a kind of a note on punctuation, as silly as that sounds. I think it's really helpful to use dots, like dot, 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 and question marks, and to to use those as ways of reminding the other person that you're waiting for them. So again, you don't want to just sext at your partner unless they've asked you to do that. I mean, I could see that happening, right? Just just send me sexy texts. I'm not gonna be able to text back to you because I'm in the middle of making dinner for the kids, but um, just keep, keep sexting me up because every time I read those, I get totally turned on, right? So there's a case where you've been given permission to just monologue your sexting but for the most part, you wanna constantly be creating space. So you wanna offer a few things and you might, this is a great way to, um, to use uh, pauses in your texting. So you might just text a phrase like, um, I, and I gave an example of this at the very beginning, right? So here's another, it might be something like, um, now I trace my fingers and that's just, and hit send. Um, Or actually, it would probably be like, now I trace my fingers, dot, 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 send. Starting at your collarbone, dot, 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 send. Working my way down, dot, 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 send. And then you might ask a question like, where do you want me to go? Or how do you like that? question mark, right? So you offer something and then you ask a question. Now sometimes you're gonna just offer something. You don't have to always put a question at the end. You don't want to be formulaic about it. So you might be offering something and then your partner might just start texting you back and then you're in a back and forth. So there's no um, hard and fast (laughs) rules about, how to do this, or you know, I need three uh, phrases with ellipses at the end, and then a question with a question mark at the end. Like it doesn't work that way. If you're stuck, then sure, use those things as ways to to foster your own creativity or to help remind your partner, "Hey, I'm I'm over here. Like I'm waiting for you. Like Are you still there?" Um, and in fact, if you're if you lose your partner to some um, sexy reverie, then you might even ask them, like, you still breathing over there, right? So you want to be kind of playful about it, um, but it's a way of reminding them, like, hey, we're, we're on this journey together, right? Like, where'd you go? So in this zone, this is a good time to think about painting a picture of how you want to touch your partner, how you want them to touch you, and describing it in ways that aren't too specific unless, they, unless specificity is asked for. So if, if you asked me, where, where do you want me to go? I could respond, just keep going down, right? That's one way. Or I could respond like, I want you to grab my cock right i mean there's just like any number of ways or like i want you to tease me and um and you could leave it at that right i just want you to tease me what do you do next and now it's back in your court right so you can be like ooh like okay how am i going to tease neil so there's um there's all kinds of possibility there and um one of the best things I think is for you to describe something about how you, what you like or what you want to do, and then to be an invitation to whatever comes next, right? Now, hopefully, that's becoming clear. As I'm talking about this, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I should make a little little how-to guide on sexting. Um, I'll let you. You'll know. If, you'll be the first to know if that happens. But I'm hoping that this is giving you a lot of a lot of good good pointers. Okay, so as this goes on, right, with you inviting each other into the dance, talking about what you what you're really enjoying, what feels good, what you want to do, what you want to be done, giving your partner really appreciative feedback. Ooh, like you said that that just really that felt so good or I'm just imagining that and that's so amazing or whatever it is, right? So you're giving each other feedback. Um, In many ways, this can be great practice for being in the bedroom and learning how to communicate better as lovers when you're actually in the bedroom with each other because it's required here. But at the same time, also allowing each other that space to be in your own experience. Um, And if your partner is not squeamish about this kind of thing, you might even say something like, I just, I can't help myself. I'm just like, I'm touching myself right now. Or um, are you touching yourself? I am. And if they say, I am too, then you might say, ooh, like, tell me a little bit about that. Right? Because you can always, you can be in the fantasy world and then you can bring people into their own experience. Tell me about what is happening for you right now. I'm so turned on right now. Ooh, tell me more about that. Tell me more about how you're turned on. What are you what are you thinking about? What's getting you? What's getting you the most turned on right now? So you can learn about each other too by asking questions. So you're asking questions, you're staying in the flow, you're ramping things up, you're getting more and more excited. And then there's the question about how you bring things to an end. Now, If you only have like 10 or 15 minutes to begin with, then you might say that at the beginning so that you both know that you're operating within certain time constraints. Um, If you don't have time constraints, that's a totally different thing. But if you do, then you might ask each other something really blatant like, um, do you wanna come now? Um, and I'm trying to think of like even a, a less direct way. You you've probably got something if I just, if, you, if we were here talking about this and we'd come up with probably a half dozen different ways to ask this same question. Um, or you might offer it if you're like, um, if you're feeling like you don't want to, for instance, you might be like, um, just so you know, I'm totally good right now, like I don't need to come, but if you want to, I'm totally here for you. Tell me what you want me to do, right? So you're showing that you're available and you're taking responsibility for yourself. Or you might be like, I really, really like, I have to go in like two minutes, but I I have to come before I do. Um, Now for me personally, and I've talked about this on the show um, before. I don't like to have um, like traditional um, climax orgasms all that often. Um, I I like to explore more of the energetic spaces that happen that open up when you stop having. Uh, peak orgasms and that's just like kind of one type of orgasmic experience but there are all kinds of different nuances to how you have orgasms and the kinds of orgasms that your body is capable of um, in different parts of your body different ways of experiencing it there's there's so much more than the tension 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 and then release that you can feel um from a um a more, like, physical climax kind of orgasm. So for me, like, I am often good, like, not necessarily um, ejaculating and having to clean all that up, right? Like, I'm usually good not doing that. Now, that's not always true, but um, but often it is. Um, but this is something that's very personal. Um, so you might have a little conversation, like, do you want to? Do you not want to? Do you want to just like, like, and so if you decided you didn't want to, then you might just start transitioning your sexting into something a little bit more sweet and connected. Like you might have after actually having sex. Like for instance, um, you might say something like, like, let's just, let's just cuddle up and hold each other. You know, I'll be the big spoon. What do you think about that? Right, so you're even in your story about what's happening. You're transitioning to a different kind of mood um, that allows you to just kind of bask in everything that you've stirred up. Or again, you might be like, that this has been so amazing. I can't wait to see you later, or I can't wait to see you in person whenever that happens. Right. Now, let's say you decide though that you are both going to like you've gotten to a point where you both just want to come like crazy. Well, that's something that you can do together too. Right. So, and, and you can play with that. Like you want to, I want to, all right, let's do it. Like, like, don't do it yet. Like, let's, let's sync up with each other. And so you might have to figure out like where you're each at and like what, what each of you needs a little bit more of. And um, so if you're both right there on the edge, Now, this is something that is so funny, I think. Um, It's not universally true, but for a lot of people, um, it can be a lot easier to have an orgasm when you're by yourself than when you're with another person. And so you might find that someone with whom, like orgasming when you're actually having sex is challenging, that when you're there sexting with each other, that they're right there and ready. Um, hey, we know our own bodies better than other people know them and that's why sexting can be so powerful because so much of what's happening is happening in our own heads. And so we are really in control of how the fantasy is unfolding. We can make it unfold exactly like how we would want it to be in real life. So... um, But then you can do... You can experiment with things. Like, you can... Um, you can switch to recording yourselves, like sending little audio recordings to each other. You can have a little countdown and you you both are like, all right, we're going to count down from five and when we get to one, we're both going to orgasm and like there are any number of ways that you can do this, right? But um, in all of those like magical, we came at the same time and the world exploded into beautiful fireworks of ecstasy moments, you can do that in your sexting because you have that much more control over what's happening. So I invite you to play with with what feels right in the moment and to show up for each other. So if um, if you do go for the big 01 orgasm, um, then don't just fall asleep on your partner. (laughs) Like, have take a few moments afterwards to be like, I mean, one, like, how was that? Or checking in like, oh my God, that felt amazing. Or that was crazy. Or, you know, whatever it is, share with them about your experience and give them space to share about their experience. And then offer each other so much appreciation you know that was amazing that was so fun um you're so good at that um i loved when you talked about blah blah like let's definitely do this again whatever it is offering each other lots of appreciation and good feelings um so that it becomes something that can become part of your repertoire with how you nurture the erotic energy in your relationship. It can be such a useful tool if you are willing and able to go there with each other. And lastly, yeah, you might want to offer some uh, some closing moments about how great that is or how you can't wait until you can do that in person or how now you're going to just imagine curling up with the person and what that feels like or what that might feel like and uh, yeah, bringing your your sexting to a close in a way that feels right for you. Wow. I'm sure when I go back and listen to this or read the transcript I will realize that there's more that I could say. Oh, I remember I talked about something earlier on. I do want to want to cover this before we go so what do you do if you've been sexting with someone that you don't really know all that well and then you meet in person and it's awkward you not you're not totally feeling it what do you do uh-oh right like what a downer well it's possible that it's not salvageable. It's possible that that's just the reality. Like the reality is that in-person interactions are different. And when it comes right down to it, the in-person reality of you and this other person just aren't going to work. And that's okay. Like you can be thankful for the fun experiences that you had in virtual space with that person and just acknowledge, acknowledge graciously that um, you're not totally feeling it. So that might be one way. Um, Another way might be to acknowledge this particularly leading up to it. Because I imagine that if you're anything like me, that if you have incredible virtual experiences with a person, then you might be a little nervous about meeting them in person. What's this going to be like? Is it going to live up to what the virtual has been like, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, I am a huge fan of actual phone calls or um, you know, video chatting with someone. Um, uh, like that can be a step between texting and, or messaging and actually meeting someone in person. So that can be a good way to get a sense of how it feels with that person. right? Um, but let's say you're nervous about it. Well, one of the best things that you can do is to just voice that for the other person. Like when you're there with each other, you might name it like, wow, I'm noticing that I'm, I'm feeling a little nervous and a little awkward or yeah, it's so, it's so weird that we, cause we've shared such intimate moments virtually and I'm realizing here in front of you that I don't like, I actually don't know you at all in this way. So talking about what your present moment experience is, you've probably heard me talk about this before, can be such a great way to connect with another person. So if things are a little weird and awkward, um, if you're able to name it and you're able to name the experience that you're having of that, that can help put you at ease, it can help put the other person at ease, and it just might Get you to a place where you can be exploring connection again. So again, that's not always going to be work and there there's probably more I could say about that. Maybe we'll do a whole segment on um, online dating and like transitioning into into real life um, from the online space. but um, that's that's my helpful hint for you right now is to be able to to name it as it's happening and um, and then another thing you can do is... Um, you can talk about the experiences that you've shared together so you could talk about like wow like when we were sexting two nights ago that was amazing like that's one of the best sexting experiences I've ever had right so you're actually building on experiences that the two of you share you know what was that like for you right now you're in conversation you're getting related you're talking about ways that you've known each other and it could be a huge advantage that you've already opened up that erotic intimate space between the two of you once you get over whatever awkwardness there might be about suddenly being in person when you haven't been in person before or much okay Thank you so much for being with me here today to talk about sexting. Very important topic. And um, just know that I'm available for practice sessions. No, just kidding. Well, no, I am just kidding. But um, (laughs) that being said, um, maybe the Relationship Alive community on Facebook might be a good place to share some of your experiences around sexting, or you can always email me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com. And uh, I hope you've had fun today because this has been a lot of fun to talk about. I will be back next week. Um, Am I back next week? Next week might be, no, next week is a week off. So, uh, I'll be back the following week and, um, I haven't quite decided yet who you're going to hear from, but we've got a couple great possible episodes on tap for you and, uh, more are always coming. So until then, take care, happy sexting and, uh, talk to you soon.